Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Wednesday, March 3rd, 2021. I am Andrew Hansen alongside Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach. And really today is, it's March 3rd, but we should really call it 3-3 because three-pointers are big today. It's a three-point challenge on FanDuel and we're going to have a lot of fun with that today, Coach. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, you couldn't get much more of an exciting uh, day. I mean, it's talk about uh, eating all the hoops you can. We got an incredible 10 game slate and we have a huge slate tomorrow. So we're watching all these back to backs and, you know, keeping tabs on all that info. And then FanDuel puts out this three, uh, three special and uh, we'll be providing uh, our lineups to try to get all nine of our guys in our roster to hit a three and uh, hopefully get a piece of that 33k so uh love to have you join us and jump in discord with us before lock as we uh, put our lineups out and we add this little three point special in there should be fun yeah we'll build those uh, for the members the the full lineups on FanDuel that you can play in that contest if you haven't seen it yes yet there's a share of 33,000 to be divided if you can build a lineup where all nine guys on FanDuel make a three-pointer so we'll make those specific lineups, but we're also going to do a lineup here on the podcast together. The two brains are better than one GPP. So that's a slightly different approach without the focus on three-pointers. We're going to allow our guys to make threes in that lineup, but we're not going to try to get everybody to make a three in that particular lineup. So we'll work towards right. that throughout the podcast here and, and build it uh, as a whole there at the end of the show. And yes. we, we do have 10 games to cover, so we'll go through the night here and uh, and uh, hopefully build some big ones here on this 10-game slate. We have eight of the 20 teams involved in a back-to-back. Three, yeah. three totals over 230 on betus.com.pa, our presenting sponsor. And the first one, Coach, is not one of them. It's Indiana against Cleveland. I know it. Really low total here, 218.5. Indiana favored by 6.5. Island game for both teams. The news is that we have... Jeremy Lamb and Doug McDermott questionable for Cleveland. We have Torian Prince questionable. So any interest in this one? I do have interest in this one. And and I wanted to make one quick comment just uh, regarding yesterday. Uh, we really bailed out and had some great after hours hits because we were forced to with the Kawhi Leonard situation. So what a mess that was, man. I Could you believe that? That was uh, unfortunate for for the hybrid lineup you built uh, to not have any indication that he was even questionable, and then the back spasms hit, and and out he goes. Incredible. Yeah, that was unreal. So, you know, having nine guys in my lineup hit a three, I just want to have nine guys that play, for Christ's sake. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, I was pumped and psyched for our members with our after hours. We chased it and, and got it, so it was awesome. Yeah, this this first game is interesting. You know, you have Indiana on the first night of a back-to-back. Uh, that is correct, right? We have Indiana. Aren't uh, they playing tomorrow? Well? I'll, I'll double-check that while you're breaking okay, it down. Because I had them listed as first night of a back-to-back, but, you know, double-check it. Uh, six and a half, two eighteen and a half, as you mentioned. Defensively, you have Indiana 12th, Cleveland 20th pace. Uh, not great with Cleveland at 26, but above average with Indiana at 11. Uh, you know, certainly not a great game on a 10-game slate. You really don't have to dive too deep here. Um, Cleveland does slow it down. They stay in games. Uh, you know, this is there's lots of options for both teams. The injury designation doesn't really change a ton. I mean, 
It does hurt a little bit of the depth with Indiana if Lamb and McDermott don't play. But, you know, I just this game is just not a game I'm super interested in. I do like Colin Sexton. He, he was amazing for me the last time out. But, you know, uh, Brogdon defense is pretty solid. And, uh, you know, this game, uh, you know, whether or not Indiana hands it to him, uh, we'll see. Uh, Cleveland does throw in a clunker with this young team at times. But uh, for the most part, they're competitive. I just, with all of the guys and stacks I'm looking at in this slate, uh, this one might just pass me by and uh, and probably move on. Yeah, I think Sabonis could be dominant here if, if Dean Wade starts again at the power forward. I don't think he has any chance to stop stop him. And he was the greatness at- of Dean Wade. You're going to go against? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, worth a shot, right? Sabonis, uh, he's crafty, um, but you know, 9,200 on Fanduel, a little pricey on this slate, like you said, because we want to load up in some of these other high scoring games. And you are right, by the way. It is a front end of a back-to-back for Indiana. They're going to host Denver tomorrow, so good catch there. Uh, makes yeah. makes me because like- it affects that those top guys. Even if it's at three or four minutes, I'm telling you, man, it's so competitive now. You know, you if you lose ten points in that last three minutes or whatever, you don't get the run. As you know, I mean, it it can knock you right out of the the pay line. Yeah, exactly. So it makes me like these guys even less. Brogdon is in a pretty good spot here reasonable price tag we saw what john wall did against cleveland you can really penetrate against those guards and get to the rim Uh, brogdon hasn't been explosive offensively lately but this is a chance for him to to pile up some fantasy points here while he's out there he could be sneaky his price is a little high but i i do like him though game two utah and philly and when these guys played recently, that was a shootout, a surprising one in Utah. Remember, MB yeah. did not play in that one, and Ben Simmons went nuts. 42 yeah. points, almost had a triple-double. Now, on the Utah side, Conley was out in that one as well. So two guys that help on defense and can slow down the pace a little bit, they should be out there tonight. The only questionable tag here in this game is Tobias Harris. Right. So there's there could be an increased usage again for Philly, but with Embiid and Conley back in, I'm not as excited about this game. I don't think it's going to be 247 points scored like it was last time. The yeah. the line here is three and a half for Utah, 228 total, and these of course are great defenses. Utah number two in the NBA, Philly number three. Uh, good Tough. good offenses, but. I just think it's going to be lower scoring than last time. And I, I just don't see myself paying up for these Philly guys. Your man, Shake Milton, uh, sure was strong last time out. He's only 4,200 on, on FanDuel. He's a GPP option. On the Utah side, uh, Clarkson, um, that was the game he scored 40 points. Had, yeah. a, had an assist. He thought, all right, I've scored 40. Let me throw in one assist here. <laughs> <laughs> He's only 5,500 on FanDuel. There's a another GPP option, um, but that's probably it for me. I, I'm just not not looking at this one. Uh, well, for me, I, I really need to know that Harris news because if I am going to put a Philly guy in there, it probably would be the value play of Shake Milton again. Uh, he seems to be, even though he's not starting and they're using uh, – Mike Scott in that spot, generally, uh, he's still getting the majority of those min- extra minutes that Harris uh, normally gets. 
And, uh, you know, they don't raise his price. And, he, you know, he keeps going 7, 8x. I think he's, uh, you know, a fine value guy. But if, if uh, Harris is back, I'm not going to go there. But you hit the nail on the head. I mean, Vegas is no dummy. This is almost 20 points lower of a, a line than what they did last time they played each other. But we have Conley, who's a tremendous defender. Uh, throughout his entire career. I know he's lost a little bit, but he still does a great job. And Embiid, you know, I say it every day. I think he's the best defender in the league uh, interior. So you put those guys on the floor, uh, it changes the whole complexion of, you know, the game. And uh, Philly does push their seventh, but Utah obviously controls pace with everybody sitting here at 27 and eight. Uh, You know, they're 21st and they generally don't let teams get a lot of transition or a lot of steals to transition layups. So I'm with you. I think this game is much uh, closer or below the number. Uh, and uh, if Harris doesn't play, I'll possibly look at something from that side of the ball with uh, very likely, you know, uh, value play uh, in shake. Uh, but on Utah's side, you know, at Philly, you know, this game's going to be Super interesting because I think it's a somewhat of a statement game. I know Utah, you know, wants to uh, come back and, and shut down Simmons, you know, from everything that he did with uh, to them in Utah. But, you know, they're rolling in beat out there with a pretty sore wrist and a couple of things bothering him. Uh, but I think it's a statement game for them. They're at home. Uh, the fact that, that they're an underdog, uh, the way they are in this game at home with the best record in the East, I'm sure they're insulted by that. So uh, this, I think it'll be a fantastic game to watch. And, you know, if I do need a one-off value guy, I could go to a Bogdanovich or a Conley uh, and and try to have maybe a one-off exposure, even possibly on both sides, but uh, definitely not a game to target uh, when I think both teams are going to clamp down and play hard. Excellent. All right, game three is another 7 o'clock tip. Detroit in Toronto. Hopefully this one plays. Toronto hasn't yeah. played since Friday. Detroit has been off since Sunday. We have Jeremy Grant questionable for Detroit, and we have three guys out for Toronto that are sort of important to that lineup. Siakam, yep. Fred Van Vliet, OG Ananobi. So uh, some big dominoes to evaluate here with Toronto. What do you have on this one? Well, I mean, it's and Flynn is out as well, the shooter off the bench, the youngster that they have. So they're, you know, but I did check right before we jumped on the pod, and they have nine guys. So even if they lost one more, they should be okay for tonight. So I think this game's going to play. Um, obviously, the biggest news in this game is Grant. I mean, it's that simple. I mean, if he's out then it's a whole different conversation on the Detroit side. I mean, his, his usage numbers, you know, he's right up there with the, with the, the big boys. And it's, it's funny because these two teams have two guys that normally just completely control usage and are very ball dominant in Grant and in Siakam. So with, if both do sit, there's going to be a bunch of guys that have the potential of stepping up here. Um, you know, I think with Siakam, and Van Vliet out. I mean, I don't know how Lowry isn't one of the highest-owned players uh, on the slate. I mean, I'm going to start with Lowry. It's just that simple because 
just from a usage standpoint, I mean, the guy should should uh, be all over it. And, you know, they're a pretty big favorite here considering they're so, so shorthanded. So, uh, you know, <clears throat> I think this game is going to be unavoidable for a little mini stack with Toronto, even on a 10-game slate. I'm going to go either Lowry and Powell or Lowry and Boucher. Uh, if you really want to get cute, you may want to uh, go Bembry at value. He's super low. He should start. Uh, so I like that side of the ball. Um, you know, a couple of things here, too, is defensively, they're 17th and 10th, which isn't the greatest. They're 24 and 14 on pace, so not the greatest again. But the circumstances with guys out and usage, uh, I think, is going to just be unavoidable. Um, if Grant plays, I think he's a terrific play. If he sits, then you have to consider a possibility, in my opinion, of a Sadiq Bay or a Mason Plumley because all of that scoring usage, it's going to have to go somewhere. I don't quite want to risk with a, you know, a Smith or uh, Lee or McKayluk, anybody like that. I think it's too much of a reach on a 10-game slate. But uh, certainly Bay and Plumley step to the front of the line, in my opinion, if Grant's out. So, uh, you know, this, this game is going to have possibly three-man three exposure, which is a lot for a 10-game slate. But like I say, with all those guys out, I think it's unavoidable. Yeah, I'm, I'm really interested in Lowry here tonight. Uh, he's 8,200 on FanDuel, which I wish he was a little bit lower how he's been more in the 7K range, but he should just be dominating this game with those guys out. So I agree. Uh, he's he's an important guy tonight. And certainly Powell or Boucher could make the lineup. Bembry, like you said, good value play, likely the starter here. And then the other guys to mention as potential really deep GPP values off the bench would be Watanabe and, and Davis. But, you know, like on FanDuel, they're all shooting guards, and Bembry's only 300 more than those guys. So I, right. would, I would be most likely to, pay, to play Bembry. And with Detroit, Bay would come into play for me. And Josh Jackson also should get more of an opportunity, but I don't, I don't know if I'll get to him today. Yeah, he can be a hit-or-miss guy. Good, great GPP play, though. Game four, Brooklyn and Houston. This is the only 7.30 game, and it will have some attention as James Harden going back to Houston. Wow. The Nets favored by 9.5, 228.5 total. And we've got Jeff Green, doubtful, along with TLC. And yeah. on the Houston side, we have Nawaba and Kuruks out. We also have House and Gordon questionable. Yeah, so, that's a lot of pieces there. A lot, lot of pieces for Houston. But we got to start with Brooklyn and James Harden. Going back to Houston, and they announced recently that they are going to retire his number, which I think is a yeah. no-brainer. Yeah. I think it's the right move. And I just am really looking forward to seeing how this one plays out. Because, I know. You know, Houston is... They're sixth defensively, but obviously they're really banged up, so they're not the same. They just gave up, what was it, 130 points to Memphis. Yeah, it's and getting ugly. The problem yeah. is they have the number three pace, and why is that a problem? Because they push it down the court, and then they don't score. They're, 20, yeah. they're 28th in offensive efficiency. So it, it plays right into the blowouts, where you get these extra possessions for the other team while you're not scoring. And yeah. you know we know that, that Brooklyn is the number one offense in the NBA, 
playing at a historic clip. By the way, if they don't finish as the number one offense in the NBA this year, I think they should just be barred from the playoffs. Because I'll tell you, with those guys, there's no. It's amazing, especially when they get KD back. Exactly. So, what is the mindset going to be of Harden? Though I'm, you know, it's funny because I was thinking initially he's going to want to go back there and just stick it right in their chops. But isn't it a coincidence that they they mentioned like a day ago that they're going to retire his number? Is that because they want him to not be so mad when they when he comes back? No, I I think it's. (laughs) I just think it's a smart move, actually. Houston has it's been such yeah. a mess this year, oh. and you know they really do have great memories with Harden. I mean, that was a nice, sure. nice era for them. They didn't get the championship, but they could have if Chris Paul hadn't gotten hurt in that game. Yeah. And so I think it's just hey, let's let's put everything behind us. Let's celebrate the amazing tenure that he had here, and yeah. and and get that out early so that there is no bad, more bad blood. And and I think I mean. Wouldn't it make sense for Harden to say, you know, let's just go back there and and do the old thing here, and let's give the Houston fans a treat. Let's give them fifty, and and and, and Brooklyn. Let's say, you know what, James, go do your thing against these guys. This is your spot. Uh, I wouldn't, you know, wouldn't even be surprised if Kyrie sits this one out and says, Harden, go for sixty. So uh, the bottom line is, I'm going to have a lot of James Harden tonight, and I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing how this one plays out. The other guys for Brooklyn, uh, possible one-offs. You know, DeAndre Jordan's a little bit interesting at, at fifty-one hundred, um, but I'm 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 probably not too interested in a second Brooklyn guy. On the Houston side, we'll see if if all those guys are out. House and Gordon, then Wall and Oladipo are in play. Uh, I'm also looking at Jayshon Tate potentially at forty-nine hundred. I like that price tag on FanDuel. Uh, you know, if if House is out, uh, maybe Jay Sean Tate's back in the starting lineup, and then Patton and Sterling Brown or other guys you could get in the three K range and get exposure to this this game where, of course, Brooklyn's twenty third defensively. So Brooklyn should be excited, especially if it's a limited rotation, to get uh, some some more value here for these guys. So uh, I'm really looking forward to this one with with Harden as the centerpiece. You know, it's. I'm actually taking the opposite stance here, and I'm going to be probably in about the 10% minority. But I just think Houston, especially if these guys sit, are just in an absolutely terrible space. I mean, they they got murdered by 49. They lose outright at home uh, to Cleveland. You know, they, they keep getting beat and just not looking like they're competitive. And now they're going to be shorthanded on top of that. I mean, I'm telling you right now, Justin Patton should not be in this league. P.J. Tucker's just, I think, you know, had it there. I just don't like anything going on with Houston at all. And now these guys are dinged up. So my my theory is this. Harden comes back there, has a great first half. Steve Nash is the least kind of coach ever, just like he was as just a humanitarian, the way he's been since after basketball. He's not a guy that runs up any scores. I can tell you right now. If it was D'Antoni in that first seat, I'd say, yeah, he'd leave Harden in to score 80. But (laughs) the combination of what I think will be a serious blowout and the fact that I think Nash will want not want to, you know, have Harden rub it in and, and then run up the score. I think he gets a lot less limited minutes than he normally does. 
And for me, it could be a huge, uh, you know, slate shifter because he's he's extremely expensive and he's going to be very highly owned. So I'm going to, you know, I'm going to shy away from him um, and and just hope that, you know, the scenario that you laid out, which is possible, uh, that that doesn't happen. So, you know, <clears throat> as far as any other Brooklyn guys, the only place I would look right now is if Green sits you know, you can look at a value play of Jordan uh, or a deep value play with Claxton, you know, but beware with Claxton because he had, you know, a really almost perfect game last time he played. So a little more danger there. But again, I don't trust the minutes with anybody here. Um, on the Houston side, I guess, you know, if House and Gordon did both sit, I would say, you know, Wall and Oladipo have to be considered because, they're the only other two NBA players from to me or that are going to be on the floor for Houston. And, you know, we know that Harden and Irving aren't exactly defensive stoppers. So I'm more thinking, you know, depending on some of this news, than Wall and or Oladipo are actually a better target. But again, you know, if they're down 25, you know, midway through the third quarter, then you're going to get a lot of junk the rest of the way. So this will be a, a a stand that isn't super popular, but I think could work out in the right direction. Yeah, certainly could. All right, game five is Atlanta <clears throat> Atlanta in Orlando, eight o'clock tip, and this is a back to back for Atlanta. They had that low scoring win against Miami, so they they shift uh, across the Sunshine State over to Orlando tonight. They're three and a yeah. half point favorites. Total is two twenty and a half. And for the news on the Orlando side, we have James Ennis out and Fournier questionable. He's always questionable. So yeah. uh, what are your thoughts on this one? Well, I mean, you know, you've got two defensive teams here, 22nd and 21st, not impressive. But their pace is just as bad, 22 and 16. Fournier is the important news because he is uh, takes a lot of shots, man, and they run a lot of plays for him. If he sits, you know, you got to take a look at even a Michael Carter-Williams, or you can take a look at uh, certainly Vuk always. Um, I'm not going to dumpster dive on Bacon and Aminu on a 10-game slate, but, you know, we need to see that news on Fournier. That's important. Uh, you know, he did get hurt in that game and left and then came back, so... You know, it is truly a 50-50 kind of thing. And, and you know, if he plays, uh, he might not be a bad play himself if he has no restrictions. So we need that news on the Orlando side. On the Atlanta side, you know, Trey Young, since he got you know, snubbed from the All-Stars, has been making a statement and playing well. But, you know, his price is still uh, a concern for me. And I just don't know if this game will have enough pace uh, to really – create a situation where, you know, he can get to his number. Uh, so that's the concern that the, the spread is low with this three and a half number, but, you know, not sure that's the spot to go. Um, I do really respect Capella's defense, which makes me want to shy away from Vuk just a little bit. Um, you know, and I'm not looking Collins Capella here at their prices. So this, this is not one of my favorite games by a long shot. And, uh, Depending on that Orlando news, I could come out empty here. Yeah, I could also. And 
I'm interested in Atlanta because Orlando's defense seems to be trending in the wrong direction. They just gave up 130 points to Dallas. They're down to 20th. They were yeah, higher. Yeah, but that was Dallas, man. Right, true. <laughs> but it is a back-to-back for Atlanta. Their prices are high, like you said. So I'm not probably going to go to these key guys for Atlanta. I'd love to play Bogdanovich at 3600 but he played 16 minutes yesterday. It was his first game back. I don't even know if he'll play tonight here as we record this at lunchtime. But, you know, so it, we've talked actually on recent shows about guards off the bench against Orlando. And um, your man Brunson just lit him up. And I think Bogdanovich can as well. But will he get more than 16 minutes? I don't know. So it may have to be we wait for the next game for Bogdanovich and hope that his price is still low. On the Orlando side, I agree. I think Michael Carter-Williams is in play. Um, he got back on track last game, got got his 29 minutes. Randall didn't get as much play, and he's pretty cheap. And we've got Trey Young on the other side. So I, I like him. Amino I would consider at his low price as a GPP uh, so we can pay up for guys like Harden. Not bad. You ready to transition to the second half of the slate? I am. Let me make a real quick mention here. Uh, great time to, to jump aboard with DFS Coach Talk. Go to uh, our website, dfscoachtalk.com. You can sign up for as little as a three-day pass for $10 or the special that we have going right now, which is our best deal of the year. It's the BetUS 149 special that you can sign up either way. If you go to betus.com.pa and uh, deposit for the first time for with BetUS, then you just shoot us uh, a message on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk. Let us know you signed up and you get a free membership with us all the way until June 1st. Great, great deal. If you don't want to do the BetUS thing or you already have an account there, you can just go right to our website, sign up for that same 149 deal, but the one that just goes right directly through Coach Talk, that purchase gets you a membership until june 1 Uh, we're doing all kinds of great things we have always got something going with our members this weekend we have a really fun uh contest where we'll be giving out a bunch of coach swag for the all-star game and the the competitions uh beforehand uh you know our our two brains lineup you want to you know we do that here in front of the paywall but and we try to get all the the changes out there to everybody uh, but in Discord is the best place to make sure you get even the last second changes because we're in there 30 minutes uh, before lock with full FanDuel and Yahoo lineups and a great coach's clipboard in DraftKings. So that's it. Let's hit this second half. Right on. Yeah, and this second half of the slate here is fun because we've got the three games over 230, and we're going to start with two of them. Yeah. So a big opportunities here for some uh, big point totals and big fantasy Point outputs. We're going to look at Charlotte and Minnesota first yep. here, eight o'clock tip. Charlotte favored by one, two thirty-two and a half total, and big news here for Charlotte with Cody Zeller, Gordon Hayward questionable. Graham is out, yep. so we've got the potential for the extra minutes, you know, for these deeper rotation guys like we saw against Portland. And Sacramento. And then on the Minnesota side, I'm not seeing any injury news there. Um, we, of course, still have Beasley out. And when these guys played before, they put up 234 points. 
Beasley scored 31, and Graham played in that game. So with those guys out, you know, yeah. real real opportunity here for these guys to step up and, and put up big numbers. So I am looking at the Charlotte guys. Lamelo really looked great against Portland, getting 30 points, uh, pushing it, uh, getting to the rim. Um, Rogier got back on track a little bit after that dud. And by the way, when these guys played before, Rogier scored 41 against Minnesota. We saw Book, yeah. we saw Booker just score over 40 against these guys. Uh, they're 24th defensively. They just cannot stop these talented guards on the wings. So mm-hmm. I, I like Lamelo and Rogier. And then we'll just have to see what happens with the rest of the lineup. Cody Martin started the last game, paid off value. Caleb Martin paid off value off the bench. Uh, Bismack Biombo started again. He's 3,800. I think that could be an option against Cat. Uh, so we'll see about Zeller's availability. And then we can't forget about Malik Monk. 4,900 as a small forward on FanDuel could be another smash spot for him. On the Minnesota side, I'd like to get one of these guys to run it back. Uh, You know, Cat is a little bit expensive for me, probably. So I may look more towards an Anthony Edwards. The problem is on FanDuel here, as we're going to build this two brains lineup, a lot of shooting guards that are attractive tonight. Uh, Edwards and Rogier are two of them. So. I will likely get one of those guys in most of my lineups, though, and, and make sure I have exposure to this one. Yeah, and I'll tell you, this this game uh, completely depends on the news for me. Um, this may be my highest-owned game. If Hayward and Zeller uh, are playing or not playing, and, and I'll explain why. First of all, uh, I'm playing LaMelo Ball. He's been the quarterback of all my winning lineups here the last week. And he gets to play against the only team that passed on him. Well, there were he went third. So, but the team that could have taken him number one. And so, don't you know? Don't think that he is going to forget about that. And that'll give him a little extra motivation. And uh, so, I think he's you know with since Graham's been out and he and Rogier are running back there together, uh, it's terrific. Uh, they've been just awesome. And they have another storybook matchup here against Minnesota. Now, uh, Rogier certainly in play for me also. The, the question I have, though, is if Hayward plays, it's going to take usage away from both Mello and uh, Rogier. So then I, I don't go more than one player uh, in that scenario. But if Hayward sits, you know, I have put both Rogier and, and Lamelo in, in my lineups. You know, Rogier had one bad game in the last week or so. Uh, was an outlier. But other than that, they both just smashed. And, you know, so if if Hayward sits, I very well could go with the, the full backcourt there. Uh, and if he plays, uh, probably just one. The, the Zeller news makes this uh, the more important to me. I know it sounds silly, but Zeller plays about 20 to 24 minutes. But he is a he's not a great defender by any stretch, but he's a strong body. He's He's the kind of guy that gives Cat trouble because he's physical. He's going to get an arm bar on him. He's going to move him around. And, you know, Cat has a tendency, you know, when he gets jammed around pretty physical, he backs down a little bit. I mean, he's just, you know, that's not his game. He's a finesse center. So if he doesn't, if Zeller doesn't play, we're talking about guarding him with the Biombos, who's undersized, P.J. Washington, who will not make one of my lineups for a long time um, after that 
dud that he threw up there the other day. Uh, so I, I will consider paying up for Cat, uh, specifically if Zeller's sitting. And, you know, it's, a, it's an odd uh, way to look at it, but it's really what I think would be the difference. You know, I think Cat with a Zeller sitting type of scenario could be the highest scorer on the entire slate. But at his price, if Zeller does get 20 to 24, I think it brings Cat down enough notches, one or two notches to, uh, you know, make make it where he'd probably just barely get 5X. So uh, all all news uh, there is going to dictate the way I play that game again, based on those two scenarios. It could be one guy and out for me, probably with Lamelo, or it could be a good chunk of my salary with several guys if the chips fall right. Okay, let's go to the next eight o'clock game. Another great total here, two thirty-seven, as Chicago is going to play New Orleans. Yeah. Pelicans favored by five and a half here. It is the front end of a back-to-back for them. They're going to host Miami tomorrow. We've got Laurie Markkinen now back on the injury report as doubtful for Chicago. And everybody ready to go for New Orleans. So another high total here. Will you keep any spots open for this one? I mean, you have to. I mean, I I think uh, this is the best game of the remaining four games. And, you know, you've got the 19th and second to last defense in the entire league right now. So... Uh, you know, the Pelicans are really struggling stopping guard penetration. And, and, you know, I don't know what what the problem is there, but they're four games under 500 with that loaded lineup and just aren't defending well whatsoever. Uh, and Chicago can score. Chicago is the sixth fastest pace in the league. New Orleans right about in the middle of the pack, but they seem to have been playing quicker of late. So there's tons of considerations in here, you know. If the scenario doesn't fall into place for my Charlotte, Minnesota high pay side, uh, this may be a game I look at, at paying up. I mean, I think, uh, you know, Levine is certainly uh, has to be at least into consideration. And then uh, Williamson on the other side has been utterly unstoppable, uh, taking it to the hoop, uh, just incredibly efficient. And they need wins, so they're going to play their guys. Uh, those are the two big payup guys I would consider. Not as high on Ingram today because I think he'll get some some Temple defense and Valentine. Different guys coming in there that are good defenders that can bother him. Um, and then same thing with uh, the uh, who was I looking at? The other fade for me was not Kobe White. I think Kobe White's in play. I'm not crazy about Alonzo Ball's defense. But, you know, there is, you know, concern a little bit. Bledsoe does get get after some on defense, but he's going to be undersized against Levine. And, you know, I think Levine can shoot over him. But it's, you know, we're going to have to see, uh, you know, salary-wise, you know, what's there. Levine is really expensive. Uh, but this high total, uh, you know, makes you really want to have some exposure here. Even if it's the value guys. Uh, like a Williams or Temple or Bledsoe or Hart off the bench. Uh, there are options there. Um, not crazy about the bigs with Carter and Adams and that rotation of guys uh, that they're utilizing, even though Carter's playing better. But, you know, I think this really is going to be uh, the game that I have to go back to once I see how the other salary lays out. 
And I definitely want exposure from this game. I think it'll, it's a really DFS points friendly game. And, you know, picking the right guys isn't uh, a really easy blueprint on this game, but it can really pay off if you pick the right ones. Yeah, as as exciting as this game is, because of the salaries, I may not end up with as many guys as I'd like. I am looking at both guards for Chicago. Uh, remember, when these guys played before, they put up 245 points, and the Bulls set a record with 17 threes between Kobe and Levine. Kobe yeah. had eight, Levine had nine. Levine almost scored 50 points, and Kobe got yeah. to 30. And this is something we've done here a lot recently. Targeted wing players against New Orleans. Beal absolutely yeah. torched them. And, uh, you know, no better candidate than Levine. He is 9,800 on FanDuel. Uh, very pricey. With New Orleans, you know, same thing. It's it's a pace-up game here as Chicago's fifth. But Zion, 8,900 on FanDuel. He is also the guy I'd like to play the most. But do we have enough salary for him? And I do like Lonzo here at 6,900, but so many good guards on this slate. You know, he may get lost in the shuffle. He'd be a low, low-owned low uh, option for sure. It's amazing how many good point guards are on this this uh, whole deal here. It's crazy. Absolutely. I've well, got like 10 listed. <laughs> yeah, and in the next game, uh, Oklahoma City and Dallas, there's a pretty talented point guard named Luca. I don't know if you've ever seen him or paid attention to him, but... He plays I, for the Mavericks. I, I stopped watching the Mavs after my man Dirk here retired. Yeah, I don't even know who Luke is. Yeah, there's nobody to watch there that's very entertaining. But he might not be out there tonight. He's questionable, and this is enormous news on this slate. Obviously, it'll change this game. And then if he sits, maybe it's Porzingis time. Are they going to feature him, get him a, a ton of shots, and and show what, what he can do as the leader of a team? Uh, with that potential, I am interested in Porzingis here. Interesting. Uh, and if Luca sits, uh, I think you have to look at Brunson. Fair price uh, as a starter. Uh, maybe a you know, one-off certainly could be in the mix with a guy like Richardson or, or DFS to get a few more shots without Luca out there. They're very cheap. But for me, it's mostly uh, Porzingis here on this side. You know, decent pace game here. The total is 223. Dallas favored by 5.5. Um, it's a front end of a back-to-back for Oklahoma City. So we'll see if anything changes with that. We know that Diallo is out again. Um, if, uh, we'll see, with Diallo out, um, I'm not really too interested in anybody for Oklahoma City. Um, I do want to mention one value play, though. Ty Jerome, 3,600 yeah. off the bench in his two games here since he's been called back up. 22 and 30 minutes and fantasy points of 30 and 19. So he's been right around six or seven X and with Diallo out, he's going to be the guy really involved with that second unit. So he's, he's a a GPP option for me. And then I also wanted to mention if Luca plays, I'm not going to play him because of Dort, that Swiss army knife defender for OKC. I think he'll uh, get a a bunch of possessions against Luca and and make life hard for him. and, And that, that salary just won't get paid off tonight. Yeah, I mean, I wish I had some inside skinny uh, with Luca, but it, you know, I really don't. It's fifty-fifty, so we got to keep an eye on that. Um, you know, because it does change the whole complexion of the game without without question. I mean, if he does sit, I think Jalen Brunson's probably the best value play on the slate. 
so he'll definitely be uh, in play for me if, uh, you know, if he's going to go and then, uh, or not going to play Doncic. And then, you know, Doncic is such an incredibly uh, uh, ball-dominant usage guy. It's unreal. So it does open up the ability to, to roster a different, another Mavericks guy that would step up, whether it be Hardaway, Richardson, you know, somebody of that uh, nature. Now, I'm, I don't know about Porzingis. I'm not feeling super comfortable with him. Uh, I just don't like his attitude, his, his body language. I know he could smash. He's, he's taken a lot of shots, and he's taken some bad shots, actually. Um, so, I mean, it's a risk-reward kind of thing, you know. But I had no interest in him, really, if Luca plays. To me, uh, it is extremely tempting if Luca sits. Uh, and, that you know, that's really the way I see it on that side. I, I'm with you on the value play of Ty Jerome. I don't think he's just a GPP play. I think, you know, if he gets in this game 25 to 30 minutes again, I think he could be very effective. You know, Dallas doesn't do a great job with perimeter defense other than Jay Rich, and he'll be guarding Shea. So, you know, I think that really gives an opportunity for Jerome to come off the bench and do some damage. Um, after that, really not interested in, in the interior guys for OKC. I usually like to play centers against Dallas. But, you know, Al Horford's terrific. I just don't know if he has enough upside with the complete uh, total minutes played scenario there. Uh, so, you know, again, I need the news here. Uh, this may be my value game uh, where I may come out with, with Jerome and uh, a low-owned Jerome and a low-owned uh, Brunson. Now we'll see. If Luka gets scratched off everybody in the industry is going to be running to Brunson so it'll change but uh, I think those two guys are the best value and I'm I'd prefer to use my upper salary elsewhere all right well there's an opportunity for some upper salary in this next game Golden State and Portland the matchup of Steph and Lillard it's in Portland tonight 234 and a half total Golden State favored by two both teams yeah. on the front end of a back-to-back -back here yeah and I'm not seeing any injury news here for this one, so have at it. Yeah, this, boy, this is a tough game to figure, man. I mean, it's a two-and-a-half-point spread, like you said, 234-and-a-half. Uh, Fifth-rated defense for Golden State is a little bit scary, but Portland's 28th. They haven't been stopping anybody. Uh, pace is good. Golden State, second-fastest team in the league, Portland 19th. So they're going to get up and down. There's going to be points scored here. Uh, this this slate is just unbelievable. I mean, there's so many good guards. You know, Curry and Lillard deserve to be mentioned with everybody else today. I mean, they're they are both very very uh, smashable in this uh, you know this game against each other. Uh, and I think you could go either side here. Uh, they do have games today and tomorrow before the break. You know, I'm hoping. That the coaches, knowing that after these two games, the players are going to get some time off. Now, Curry won't and Lillard won't because they're both on the all-star team. So, you know, does that weigh into coaches thinking? I know if I'm Kerr or, or uh, Stotts, I'm, it's going to affect my thinking. So as bad as I want to play Curry and Lillard and as great a plays as I think they are, I'm just worried 
about full extension minutes based on the back-to-back and the All-Star game coming. So that is my only hesitance there. Um, Other guys you can look at here, I think Canner has just been a model of consistency. I think he he can do uh, well in this game. Um, If you want mid-price guys that that can uh, also smash a slate, especially in an up-tempo game like this, Wiggins, Oubre, Trent, even Derek Jones Jr. and Covington have both stepped up recently. And then Draymond's price is a little high now. And so I pretty much mentioned almost everybody in this game. But that's how I really feel about it. It's it's a game I think you, you really can benefit having some exposure. Um, I'm not going to quite go up to the top two guys, but would not be surprised if they were 50 burgers uh, both ways. So not much insight for me on this one other than i do want to have some exposure mid mid price yeah this is kind of a scary one isn't it because lillard and steph could both go off against each other but it's a front end of a back-to-back for both teams so i am likely going to stay away from this one not spend up I, i like how draymond and covington have been playing recently for the most part but now they're going to be spending some time against each other so it takes away from both of them. And I don't really like, you know, how Wiggins has played lately. Oubre has been a, bit, a little bit better. But um, it's just one of these games that I, I wish it wasn't on this slate, to be honest. Yeah, I uh, agree. Because if I fade it, uh, I'm concerned uh, that we can get some guys to spike. But, you know, just looking at the, the context of the game and the price tags, I'm not really motivated for any particular player here. Yeah. And yeah, it's scary. I'm with you 100%. Same thought. You know, you don't want to fade it, but you feel like you may have to fade it. One of those, you know, not too fun situations. Exactly. All right. Last game here before we build our two brains are better than one lineup. We've got the Lakers in Sacramento, a California battle here that is not going to include LeBron. He's going to sit this one out. First game of the season that he's missed. And he's not feeling good because his Lakers just lost to Phoenix last night by 10 at home. And Mm. lots of other question marks here with Los Angeles. We've got Kuzma questionable because he sat out the last one. Caruso's questionable in my book because he left early with a neck issue. Gasol Mm. is questionable, if not doubtful, because he sat out the last one for health and safety protocols. So a lot of openings here with, with the Lakers. And on the Sacramento side... Hassan Whiteside and Halliburton have already been ruled out. And then we've got Jabari Jabari Parker and Buddy Heald questionable. So big challenge here is figuring out who's going to play, especially since it's the 10 o'clock game. We're not going to have that news most likely at the beginning of the slate. Now, so all we can really do here is sort of make our best prediction. And what I'm looking at is a big opportunity for Schroeder here to have enormous usage without LeBron, without AD, and we know that the Kings are not good defensively. They're 30th still. Terrible. So for everybody who's out there for the Lakers, it's a great opportunity. I'm looking at the starters as, as Schroeder, KCP. Uh, Harrell, I think, will start again if um, Gasol is out. And by the way, you know, Harrell got poked in the eye in the first half last night. And then he had to leave the game, and it was just a mess. He, you know, he, he didn't even get to 20 minutes because of that. I think yeah. he's a much better spot here against Holmes and, and, and Sacramento. Markeith Morris, uh, starting again, most likely. He's had about a 6x return here, two two games in a row. Taylor Horton Tucker, I think, is a big value play to consider. 
uh, he's going to have a lot of usage. I mean, imagine if LeBron and Caruso are out. Um, then who's going to run the second unit? It's, it's THT. It is. On the Sacramento side, you know, same thing. If Heald is out, then all of a sudden we've got a couple of, you know, Heald and Halliburton. That leaves a gaping hole. Maybe Corey Joseph starts at a very cheap yeah. price. Yeah. Uh, you know, so you could look at him. I like Holmes as well. I like both centers here because the guy on the other side is not too interested in playing defense other than trying to block shots. So right. th- those are two options. And, uh, man, this one is just, it could go a few different ways. Um, and I'm going to have to remind myself to try to leave a spot for one, at least one play here because uh, I think this game could get forgotten because of yeah. these other high totals before it. But we're going to have guys that are pretty cheap have monster minutes. No question. And that's going to be my strategy tonight. I'm going to roster two guys from this game, probably like Schroeder and Harrison Barnes or Fox, you know, and, and TNT, some combination of two where it's going to give me the ability to swap out as the day, as the, you know, the, the card goes on and also give me some opportunity to swap out amongst this, this game. And it also, if in an emergency can, you know, with the other 10 o'clock game being Golden State and Portland, you know, if I'm forced to put in one of those guys, I'm, I'm happy with it. You know, there's, there's good options there. I don't think, I think the mistake people can make is being afraid of not knowing how this game's going to play out with all these question marks and not leaving any spots. I think you're going to see, I, I've seen this trend lately in the industry, and I think this is an important point. And it's the kind of stuff that we really follow here at Coach Talk because we're always looking for an edge. I'm finding on these big slates, when there's question marks in the late games, people say, screw it, I don't want to be bothered with it. And they make their whole lineups. And then what they do is they'll play the the late night slate that has the two late games in it. So if they're going to watch them, then they'll have exposure there. And by then they'll know what the situation is. Now that's all well and good. But guess what? If you, you know, really sharp here and you leave those couple of spots open, if you will, by rostering a few guys in those late games and then pay attention as things are going and then put those guys in, it can give you a monster edge because I've seen at least three or four really good late game plays that are just like one third of the ownership they would normally be because they didn't know how the dominoes were going to fall with the questionable tags. So take advantage of this game. I think this game could be a really good game if some of these other guys sit. Uh, I mean, exactly what you said. Guys like Taylor Horton Tucker could be a monster if if those guys don't play. Schroeder is going to be highly owned. I think he's going to deserve it. Uh, Fox, it's just a question if you have the salary. But if Heald sits... I really like Fox and Barnes because from a usage standpoint, they're going to get up and down and they defend nobody. So LA is going to score. They're going to get down and score. And uh, I actually like the over in this game too. It's, it's only 225 and a half because of the LeBron news and they figure there's too many guys hurt, but some of the guys that are hurt are good defenders, Caruso, Whiteside, et cetera. I think this game goes up. So it's one of my favorite over, uh, bets here on the slate and i want at least two men uh exposure in it and i think it could be sharp excellent 
All right, well, let's see how this plays out in our two brains are better than one lineup. All right. We're going to build it on FanDuel for everybody. Again, follow us on Twitter uh, to see if there are any late changes. Uh, we're at DFS Coach Talk. And, Coach, I'm going to let you make the first selection. Okay, first selection. Wow, that's a lot of responsibility. <laughs> yes, it is. Don't take um, it lightly. No. Uh, how about if we go right to... I don't know if I want to pay up on you right off the schneid here. Or, uh, you know, I'm going to just pay up and take the guy that I want. I want LaMelo Ball at 8600 Interesting. Okay. I know he's expensive. And when you say interesting, that means you don't like my pick. <laughs> I'm okay. Uh, well, I, yeah, I think I just, if I had to. It's a little to, costly. If I had to pick one guy, it would be Rogier out of that backcourt. Um, you can still take him. Yeah. Uh, all right, we'll see how it plays out. Uh, okay. I'm going to go with Porzingis at 78. Uh, and again, God. just assume. Dirk, can you please step in here, please? <laughs> Luke? No, he's smiling. <laughs> Look at that smile on, on Dirk's face. He likes it. Under, he's swearing. You can't hear him, but he's he's smiling and swearing because he doesn't want to take him. But that's okay. You know, I can root for a Maverick. I've done it before. <laughs> yes, you have. I'm going to get crazy on you here and okay. take this super-duper low-priced dude that a lot of people say is only a G GPP play. I don't agree. I think at, at 3600 he's going to make our lineup work. And I'm going to take Ty Jerome. All right. You're going to be cheering for him as you watch Porzingis, and I'm, I'm, I'm forcing okay. you to cheer for Porzingis too. I will cheer for both of them. Hopefully they, they assist each other in, in scoring with Ole defense. Absolutely. Hopefully Porzingis doesn't find a way to block any of Jerome's shots. Or if he does, <laughs> if he does, then Jerome can get the rebound and put it back. Yeah, he blocks three in a row right back to Jerome, who gets three exactly. of them and shoots and then scores. Exactly. All right. Well, oh, man, you know, I, I, was, I was thinking about not playing Harden here because you really didn't want to. Right. Uh, I, I do think we need Harden or Levine. Uh, yeah. But after that super value play for Jerome, it's certainly a possibility. It it opens the door up for sure. Oh, man. Why don't I... Uh, I'll wait on that decision for one, one pick here and see what happens. I'm going to go with Michael Carter-Williams at 4,800 as our other point guard. Very nice. I like that pick a lot. And if you're not totally against this, since you sort of showed your cards there, I'd like to take Levine and right. save the money, and I think he could have an epic game here. Well, he better, because I think Harden could have an epic game, too. So we'll see. I know. Sorry. I, that's not a blocker. I just, you know, <laughs> I just want to make sure we have enough cash. Look at this. We're sitting great. sixty-three fifty. If we blow all that on Harden, then we're scratching. So we, we're good. All right, I'm going to make a uh, a pick here right in the middle of our average salary that's remaining. I'm going to go with Norman Powell and make sure we get some Toronto exposure because we can't get Smart. Lowry in this lineup anymore. So let's get Powell in there at 6,800. Very nice. And you, you read my mind. You know my next pick. I wasn't sure of your next pick, so. Chris Boucher. I was okay. thinking the same thing. Toronto, uh, you know, we want that Toronto deal. So we've got two guys. And a cool twelve grand. Look at that. Interesting. Let me get Boucher in here. Okay. 
Now let me see if I make that if I make that selection at Basically, center. Basically, you're making both selections here. I really. know. So let's <laughs> let's look ahead here. Ooh. Okay. All right. I'm just gonna I'm gonna see how it plays out. There's two guys at 3,800 at center that I'm wow. interested in tonight. Patton and and Biombo. I know you don't really like either one of them. If you take. If you take either one of those guys, <laughs> I'm going to forfeit. Well, see, that's what I did. I, I looked to see what happens if I do, and oh. you're going to be left with a pretty good option. So we can are pivot. Really, are you really going to take Patton or Biombo? What, gonna... if, what if Zeller plays? Then we take him out. Simple and as that. what if Patton gets sent back to the rec league? They can't. <laughs> they need him. Christian Wood is not walking onto that court tonight. Oh, God. I'm, I'm going to put... I'll put Biombo in there for now. 3,800. See if you like what you're left with at, at small forward. I got to pull out the old Italian word my grandmother used to say when she'd get pains here. She'd say, I have agita, agita mm. right here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I can't believe I'm putting Biombo in this lineup on this slate. But, you know, this is why it's two brains are better than one, I guess. Yeah, Courageous. we'll see what you what you think about what's left. I mean, I'm not thrilled with this pay up small forward, really? but 8200s a lot. Yeah, I don't really want Ingram against. I know uh, that's that's the thing. Yeah. Oh shucks, I'd rather take Barnes. Yeah. But then we then you know that would allow you 1400 if you want to buy up from Biombo. Let's see if we had 5,200, if we get excited about anybody. Steven Adams. We could go with DeAndre Jordan at 51. I would I would be literally ecstatic if we did that. <laughs> Not that I'm trying to sway you either way. But... All right. Well, we can do it. Let, let's <clears throat> let's what send a, you. What a team player. Let's send you into the afternoon on a, on a high here with That's DeAndre it, Jordan. Man. I feel like we're winners right now just from that move. Just don't complain if Patton blocks eight of his shots. If Patton outscores <laughs> DeAndre Jordan, I'll I'll eat my notes on the next show at Ooh, the beginning of wow. the game. All right. Put a little salt and pepper and I'll eat them. Okay. All right. Well, there is the lineup. I hope you all enjoyed that. Uh, it was fun. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll throw that one out there today. Here at the lunch hour, and read, read that one off. It's such a wacky sounding lineup, yeah. but hey, Lamelo Ball, Michael, Michael Carter Williams, Zach Levine, Ty Jerome, Norman Powell, Harrison Barnes, Porzingis, Boucher, and DeAndre Jordan. So what a conglomeration there! That that would take down a GPP, I think. We'll see if there are any changes to changes to it. We will announce them on Twitter. Uh, could be a last second change though uh, that may not get there. So. Uh, Certainly invite you guys to join us as members if you haven't already. Go straight to our website, dfscoachtalk.com, and sign up. Or the BetUS offer, tremendous. It's right there on the bottom of the screen on YouTube. Uh, Can't si beat sign up and then let us know on Twitter, DFS Coach Talk. We'll get you into it. And our just Discord. remember, if you're watching this on, on, not to interrupt, but I know we're up against the clock here. If you're watching this on, on uh, YouTube, like with the thumbs up please subscribe and hit that button people are forgetting to do that we have so many listeners that that uh, shoot us messages they're not even subscribing so please do that okay andrew i'm done yeah we, we'd love that and and we'll love to see you again tomorrow we'll be back right here for a big nba slate as we look to crush it in dfs